Welcome to Ideas, Ideas While High podcast, where we share creative aha idea moments from entrepreneurs who are successfully navigating the business world and give you practical steps to help bring your great idea to life. I'm your host, Mary Latrice. Let's chop it up. In episode four, we meet Margaret Free, founder of The Vibe Rise, a podcast and website that seeks to curate and create content for Black women who find themselves on a unique spiritual journey, but don't quite know where to turn for support and genuine guidance. Me, I'm that Black woman. She is me. I am her. Margaret's uh, resources and unique perspective have been invaluable for me as I've gone through my journey. I'm so glad I get to share her and her passionate spirit with you. Her love for Latin American culture and a reading led her to her true calling. She describes the beginning of her journey as waking up from a deep sleep, but now she is living life from a conscious perspective and sharing her knowledge along the way. Today, I am joined by Margaret Free, founder of The Vibe Rise, a podcast focused on the spiritual journeys of Black women of the diaspora and who I would often lovingly refer to as my HR lady. <laughs> so, we'll get into that. Welcome to Ideas, Margaret. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> So this is sort of kind of a full circle moment for me. Do you want to tell how we met each other? Do you want to share that? Sure. So we worked for a company that will stay nameless. I think that's probably the best thing to do. (laughs) And I was hired to be an HR person for a particular group that Mary just happened to be in. And I think it took like a couple of months after I started working with the group to actually meet you in person. But I'd say... We met, we clicked, and the rest is history. That was like in 2013. Dang, it's really been that long? Yeah, I believe so. 2013, 2014, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yes, that's pretty much how I remember it. And when I met Margaret, I didn't know how she would be, what her purpose was going to be in my life I just knew that I was going to know her for a long time no matter what like it just had this innate feeling that you know and it's not like we hung out every weekend like I was just like she's going to be a part of my life I don't know how I don't know you know to what capacity but she is and I'll figure it out you know (laughs) that time comes fast forward you know you're the godmother of my daughter um so (laughs) which you know I'm still kind of questioning that decision because literally nobody has ever made me a godparent so I'm like oh god (laughs) no I'm starting to understand more and more now that you alone besides our friendship are just an invaluable resource of information and I'm learning to I'm learning that now and I'm learning to appreciate it more and more as we learn more about each other I'm grateful for that. <laughs> you know, once we get out of COVID, I do, I need to come up with a curriculum <laughs> for Peyton <laughs> so we can start to get her on this spiritual journey Look, as, as well. Soon as she can listen to the podcast. As soon as she got her, you know, can understand that she's going to be set. This yeah. is she needs to listen to the episode. <laughs> All right, cool. So what was your first, if any, experience with plant medicine? Now, you know, high ideas is not just about having great ideas on any type of plant medicine, but also any spiritual high that you might've been going to. But if you do have a funny experience with plant medicine, I would like to hear it. I have never been like a weed smoker. I've tried it here and there, 
I think partially because like, you know, my whole life I have had, like when I get sick, the first thing I experience is like heavy breathing and I was premature. So my sickness has always started in my lungs Mm -hmm. is smoking has never been like attractive for me personally, because Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, it's like, why would I put something in my lungs when I'm already like, you know, I work out and I do things to strengthen my lungs. Exactly. So it's just never been an enjoyable experience per se, but I have tried it. I tried edibles weed for the first time when I was probably like around 25 and I was just like, this is dumb. Like, I can't, I don't feel anything. But I was also like intoxicated, like drinking. So I was like, maybe I can't tell, but this is stupid. Why do people do this? And then- yeah, that bogus flower. <laughs> apparently. <Okay. laughs> that I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> but yeah, so I think, I can't remember if I, my first experience with edibles, I want to say it was with you. Cause I think before that it had like candy, which also is kind of weak, you know, like mm-hmm. it's like a little like lollipop or something, which didn't uh-huh. do much. But yeah, so I met my employee <laughs> and yeah, she supplied me with red velvet brownies. So I was like, I, you know what? This is like up my alley in terms of like, I do respect the plants. I respect the power that they bring and like mm-hmm. spiritual awakening, all types of things that can come from using plant medicine. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what? Let me just try this in the safety of my own home by myself. Hopefully uh-huh. I wake up the next day. Let's see what happens. And I got instruction from you to start very slowly. Do not eat the whole brownie. And I did that. And so my memory of it was now I did read an article because that's who I am. I like to read before I do things. Uh And I read an article that was like, once you take your first bite, do not be surprised if you find yourself clutching the couch cushion and waiting for the police (laughs) to kick the door in or something like that. And I was like, oh God. (laughs) But yeah, I took it and... I remember eating it. I was on the couch. Somehow I ended up on the bed. I don't know if I fell asleep in between that, but I was watching a documentary about the brain and I was just like fascinated by this. I mean, it was like blowing my mind more than any documentary ever has. (laughs) And I remember not being able to distinguish if I was speaking out loud to the documentary or if those were just my thoughts. And I was Uh like, whoa, this is a moment right here. So yeah, I don't do edibles like anywhere close to regularly, but I did have my moment where I wanted to at least try it. And then I think, I feel like I left the other, cause I had, I think I got two brownies at that time. I left the other ones in the freezer for like ever. Okay. So, you know, it's not something that I do regularly, but I'm not, no judgment. I'm not uh-huh. against it. Absolutely. And I mean, at least you were open enough to try it and you did your research, which is very important. Some people just go all in and don't really understand it or respect it. So, right. Right. That's good. Okay. So can you please share your story behind the vibe rise? What were you doing right before? Now I know a little bit of the backstory, but I love how you tell it. What were you doing right before you had the idea and what did you do immediately during I'm going to have to go a little bit further than right before, because I would say probably six or seven years before. Well, let me see. 2012, maybe. I got the idea in 2016, if I'm not mistaken. Goodness gracious, time is flying. I want to say 2016, I got the idea. But 2012 or a little before that, maybe 2011, 2010, I was living in New Jersey and I sort of kind of got drawn to like, I was like, I really want to do my own thing, like a website or something that's like 
is mine. It's my baby. I own it. I can just do whatever I want. Like no pressure. I'm paying for it all. I can just do it on my own time. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I thought it would be centered around Latin America Mm. because, you know, I'm very passionate about Latin America. I've lived in Latin America. I feel very like close to and called to the cultures of Latin America. I mean, obviously certain cultures in Latin America resonate more than others, but I know that there are people out there like me who feel an affinity to that, who don't necessarily come from those cultures. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you know what, I should create a website, like a hub for people who are thinking about traveling to Latin America, living in Latin America, or just who really love it and want resources around Latin America. So I tried, that's when I kind of like taught myself WordPress and like how to make a website. I like paid for a graphic designer to make a logo. And I just did all that. I just like really threw myself into it. And I created a website called iHeart Latin America. Now it was a dud, like, let's be clear. (laughs) Nothing came of it. I had friends helping me, people who had lived in other countries, they would like supply content and things like that. So it wasn't really on my own. And I was like, "Mm, there is something to this website thing. I don't know what it is yet. Let's see what happens. There was a lesson there. there yeah. So I let it go. I was like, well, at least at the very least, I'm now not afraid to like invest mm-hmm. in myself and try things. Yeah. So about a year later, I moved to Peru to work with women entrepreneurs and launch an online business education program for them, you know, in the for that region. Mm-hmm. And while I was in Peru, I had a reading from the Carefree Medium or Suzanne Wilson. And this was probably about six months after arriving in Peru. And the reason that I sought her out is because I felt so alone. You know, I'm like the only black person in this town, the tallest person in this town, completely by myself. I did not go home during that time. So I was like literally just in Peru. So I just felt very alone. And I was like, I know I'm not alone. Like, I do believe that part of what I've been taught from a religious perspective, I know I'm not alone, but I need proof. I want to know. So I watched like binged on YouTube, the Long Island Medium. Uh huh. And I was like, this is what I need to do. So I started searching for mediums. And at that time I had Magic Jack. I don't know if you remember that phone hmm. system where you could call, yes. like, you know, from yes. anywhere and it would be like <laughs> affordable. So I had Magic Jack in Peru. So people could call me like normal. So I was like, you know, I could get somebody in the U.S. Like, this is perfect. So I started like browsing different profiles. I ran upon this like little old lady and I was like, you know what? She looks honest. (laughs) I might book her. And then I was like, you know what? Let me keep going. And when I got to Suzanne's website, the whole back of my neck was on fire. And I was like, okay, I guess this is her. Now at this time, I was not spiritual. I mean, I was like religious, you know, like I was, I would say more, Christian religious than anything else. Mm -hmm. I spoke with Suzanne and it was like amazing. I mean, she just like opens kind of like peeled back the top of my head and just Mm -hmm. like opened up this whole new world. It's like, Oh my, there are so many things happening and going on Mm -hmm. that we don't even know. And nobody is telling us this stuff. So I was like, I mean, you know, if you meet me for like a quick second, you know that when I get into something, I go in Mm. and I had a Kindle. I was in Peru, but I had a Kindle. So I was like getting books and books and books on this Kindle. And the first book that I got was Ask Your Guides, which, you know, if you listen to the podcast, you'll hear a review about Ask Your Guides. And I've read it and everybody that I asked to read it loves it because it just opens you up to like all the magic around us and like people are trying 
I say people, but you know, <laughs> entities are trying to get our attention. Our loved ones, our ancestors, they want us to know that they have not left us. Mm-hmm. We just don't have the power yet to see them because we're also like raising our own vibration. But once you get there, you can see beyond the veil and you can see like, even without that, you can see if there's like a bird that lands on the windowsill, that is not an accident. (laughs) Somebody is communicating with you. So it's like, you know, just open my mind to like chakras and auras and ancestors and communication with the archangels. I mean, like the archangels just on its own, it's like, this is in the Bible. I call and, yeah, my we, to- yes, you know, like we totally 18. ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like my awakening, like, holy crap, where has this been my whole life? Mm-hmm. So that gets us to like 2012, 2013. And then you just kind of fast forward to 2016. I was like, there is something that I'm supposed to be doing. I think around this spirituality thing, because I was definitely closeted at that point. I mean, I had a couple of friends I talked to about it, but like, you know, I'm from Greensboro. I'm from North Carolina, mm-hmm. Southern Bible Belt. You know, people think mm-hmm. I'm crazy if I'm talking about this stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, there's something here because at that point I would like bring people along slowly. You know, if they say something to me, I'm like, oh, okay, she might be ready. Let me introduce her to this book. Mm-hmm. You know, let me introduce her to Suzanne. And so that's kind of how it started. I was like, this was back when you could easily get a reading with Suzanne. I remember you mentioning her. Yep, I yeah. Yeah. And my friends, I like I have friends who would sign up for her. She's not cheap, but they would do it. And I would say, okay, after your reading, I have a book that you need to read because you're going to want this information. Mm-hmm. And that was Ask Your Guides. And so I would see what her readings would do to people and how it would just like open up their heart. It would heal them immediately. It would... Um, make them aware that there's so much more to life than what we know. And now granted, most of them didn't dive head first like I did, but they were open and primed for this information. And I'm like, okay, like you just said, there's something to that. I don't know what it is, but I know a lot of people come to me to ask for recommendations. What can I do with this? What can I do with that? And I'm like, it's something around this whole spirituality thing. I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to continue to pray about it. So I would just, you know, talk to my team. And when I say my team, I mean, my master guide, my guardian angel, my loved ones in the light, just the people that I feel like are supporting me every day. Mm -hmm. So I would for, you know, over years, I would just pray to them, like, you know, whatever my purpose is, whatever I'm supposed to be doing, I'm ready. Just let me know. Just put Mm -hmm. it in my lap. Let me know. Put it in my lap. So that gets me to Atlanta, which is, I moved here in 2013. So yeah, we met 2013, 2014. And I found a spiritual store called the Open Mind Center. And I started taking classes there, like just little things, you know, like art journaling, you know, how to get in touch with, you know, angels, guides, your team, things like that. Mm -hmm. And I saw that they had a course called soul coaching. And I was like, I think that's what I'm supposed to do. Mm. I think this is what I'm supposed to do. Soul coaching. So the class was not cheap though. It was like $500 Mm. for per section. And there were three sections. And I was like, I can't, there's no way, like I can't afford that. And so I talked to a friend of mine and I told him, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this, but I'm going to manifest the money. I'm going to figure it out. He's like, I'm going to invest in you and sent me $500. Nice. So I told another friend like, oh my gosh, can you believe so-and-so just sent me $500? And she said, I'm going to do the same thing. I want to invest in you and sent me $500. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, about, <laughs> exactly. So I was like, 
oh my gosh wow so maybe this is what i'm supposed to be doing heck yeah so i started doing the soul coaching course and i learned a lot of information there but like i got my hands on a lot of really good resources which i do plan to divulge as i go through the podcast but it wasn't it. I was like, this isn't it. This burden is too heavy because when you soul coach, you're like in people's stuff yeah. and you have to be able to not carry it. And I was like, you know, this is kind of like therapy. I don't think I want to do that. I'm already an HR person. Like mm. I, this is not, this is too much. Yeah. So then this, and I know my story is super long, but this no, leads go ahead. me I, didn't, I haven't heard moment. this part of it. I hadn't heard this part of it. <laughs> but this leads me to the moment where, you know, I told you, well, I had been just kind of praying about it. Like, okay, just like put it in my lap. But I feel like it's something that I can run on my own, mm -hmm. like something that I can do myself. So at this time I was like heavily going to this, like kind of like orange theory type workout. And I was going every day, every day. And before I go though, I take pre-workout, take pre-workout, jump in the car. And by the time I get there, I'm like ready. Real buzzing. I'm you, sure. You know, right. <laughs> But pre-workout, I've found once I take pre-workout, my mind is like open. I just start getting mm. all these ideas like, oh, you should do it this way. You should do that. You should do mm -hmm. this. You should do that. And I'm like, OK. So in Ask Your Guides, she talks about how when you work out, mm -hmm. you pay attention to the ideas you get because you're exhausting yourself to a point where you can actually hear your mm -hmm. team. You can hear messages. And I think with pre-workout for me, it starts with the pre-workout. Mm. So I was driving to the workout studio and it just like popped into my head. Like you need to create a website with tools and resources. You need to do something around a website with resources. Okay. So the word was curation. Like you need to curate the things that you're learning so that you can deliver it on a larger scale. Mm -hmm. Now, the way I came up with curation was because I have been looking at this website called Blossom. And Blossom was created by, I can't, her name is Diamond. It's escaping me now, but I'm going to, I can send it to you so they can look her up. She's amazing. But she basically created a website for black women where she curated content around the globe, YouTube documentaries, things like that, that was focused on the black diaspora. So you could find like web series, you could find things that she had produced on her own, but it was curated. Mm -hmm. So she's like, I'm going to go out here and find this amazing content, but I'm going to bring it to you so that you don't have to look for it. And I was like, this is what it is. <laughs> this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to curate. I'm, I'm supposed to make it easy so yes. that when people start, they're not bumbling and they get frustrated and they're alone. So now they don't know what to do. Like, so they're I like overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah I'm not cool. doing anything. This is too much. So. Yeah, long story short, but that's where, so the, the idea was for the VibeRise website. And then, you know, I, I worked on it. I had a really great graphic designer who also came with like plans on how to launch and all types of stuff. And, you know, I had that for like a year and I was like, people don't read websites. How did you this is not how did you come up with the vibrise? <sighs> That's a good question. <laughs> so <laughs> That's a I big one. Like, <laughs> I don't so I remember thinking like okay, the whole purpose is to for people to vibrate higher. Mhm. Mm to raise their vibration. Like if you once you get into this world, that's what you're always hearing about. Vibration, raise your vibration higher because mm -hmm. the lower level vibrations are that's where you have anxiety, fear, hate, 
just things that actually do not serve us. Mm -hmm. When you're living at higher vibrations, that love is the highest vibration. Mm -hmm. So we're all fighting this battle to try to figure out how to love unconditionally, which, you know, I think that's why I really want to have a child because I want to feel it. Mm -hmm. So I can know what I'm striving (laughs) towards Mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm a work in progress. I do not love unconditionally Mm -hmm. yet, but you know, that's what we're here for to grow anyway. (laughs) So I knew it was something around vibration, raise your vibration. And I did all these things and I was like, it was just going to be Vibrise, but that website, I couldn't get it. Well, actually Vibrise.com was like $3,000. And mm. I was like, what happens if I put the in front of it? <laughs> so I did the Vibrise and it was like super affordable. So I was like, all right, there we go. <laughs> That's what oh. it's going to be. Nice. I sent it to a friend. I sent, I came up with like four names and I had friends vote on it. And the Vibrise was the, the strongest one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it stands out to me. And I'm always, the, I always ask that question because that is like important, like how you land on that name. And, and even, even if it's available, right. if it's available, I'm like, all right, this is meant to be because I'm not paying $3,000. Correct. So, so I was like, <laughs> all right, we're just going to put the on it. And I actually, when I look, and I don't know if it's because I'm so used to hearing the vibrise, mm-hmm. but I do think it's better because it kind of pronounces the yeah, yeah. pronounces. So I'm like, okay. Yes. Not bad. I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) So what I've always admired about you is if you're interested in something, you give yourself that space to learn about it. If the spirit moves you, you're going to explore it. And I understand it better now because you recommended that book. Mm -hmm. Um, Ask your guides. Because I remember when we used to work together, you're like, I'm about to do this. I'm about to do go to this. It was a ceremony that you were going to do. A new moon ceremony. ceremony, Yes, your first full moon ceremony. And then you were... I mean, your fascination with Latin, Latin America, I've always admired because I've always wanted to speak another language and I just didn't have that mental fortitude to do it. And you are also interested in learning about stock markets and investing. And I'm like, yo, she is out there and she's actually investing her time and energy into trying all these new things. And, and I understand it now. Like I understand that spirit in us that is just innately creative and needs to explore to kind of fill us up and raise our vibration so love that I mean I will say being I pick stuff up and I put it down and I try to be gentle with myself about Mm -hmm. that because I don't have the mental fortitude to really like only do one thing Mm -hmm. so like right now I'm well at least not currently right now but like over this past couple of months I've been meeting with um, Spanish tutor and a Korean tutor And it's been amazing. Now, every time it's like, oh God, my class starts in 30 minutes. I'm like, I do. Why did I do this? I don't want to do it. But then when I get off, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so great. I love it. (sighs) Now there's been like a two week gap because, oh, by the way, I work full time and we're super busy. So that, you know, like my, you have to be gentle enough with yourself to say like, okay, mastery does not have to be the goal. Like Mm -hmm. just touching stuff can lead you to other things. Yep. You know, like had I not touched this iHeart Latin America website and like just, you know, let it be a flop or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, I never would have felt like I could have started this website or this podcast 
like that taught me like you know what just nobody cares yeah just do it like I really had this idea (laughs) I was like oh gosh I'm gonna put this website out as soon as I like make it live everybody's gonna come to it they're gonna have things to say about it you know everybody's gonna know that I'm like this woo-woo person oh gosh like no this woo-woo where did that woo-woo come from (laughs) so I personally don't love the term woo-woo but that's but like in this world that's what it's called Uh people call it woo-woo Okay. Um, but I think that's like the universal name for like, I have crystals and I, <laughs> I do it. Reiki on myself. Like, you know, it just kind of says like, Hey, I'm a little different, but uh-huh. you need to be different too. <laughs> yeah. So you, now you've used the term new age spirituality. What does that mean for you? I have used the term new age, but it's actually not new. All of this stuff is old. And part of the reason why I'm like, you know, focusing on the black diasporas because this stuff is ours mm-hmm. and not just black right like when you look at ancient india or any of the eastern religions obviously th- those are not black people but there are a lot of these things that come from there so it's really a focus on indigenous like mm-hmm. okay trying to reclaim something that to be frank like white people have gotten their hands on they've marketed it they've made it more western and they've owned it Mm-hmm. So like when you look in the, the quote unquote new age spirituality space, you don't see people that look like me or you. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that they are not great teachers, because, again, I would love to have them all on my podcast because they have helped me on my journey. But the point is, is there has to be room and space for other people, particularly those people who come from those traditions. Mm -hmm. So like that's an acknowledgement on my end. But when I say new age spirituality, it is that you are able to understand that every religion has power. Mm -hmm. Every religion is valid and they're bits and pieces and things that you can take from everything Mm -hmm. that the earth is alive, that, you know, there are no rules about around how we get in touch with the teams that we have on the other side that are helping us. What it comes down to, I think, and this is where organized religion misses the mark, is that we chose to come to earth to grow our souls. This is the hardest classroom. Mm. And that's what we're here to do. And so what that means is you need to align yourself with something that's going to help you grow, expand, understand the power that you have, not that's going to keep you in a place of fear. Mm. If I do X, I'm going to hell. If I do Z, you know, I'm going to hell. I cannot love my brother because he's a homosexual. Shame on him. Like that kind of stuff is not high vibrational. You're not growing. As a matter of fact, you're actually stunting yourself mm-hmm. by thinking that way. Yeah. So it's about like taking the power of organized religion, taking it out of people's hands and giving them something that they can mold on their own. Now, what I will say is that I am not a missionary or an evangelist, meaning I'm not here to convince people of anything. Mm-hmm. My space exists for people who are already seeking. So I'm not going to argue with people. I'm not going to do any of that because, Mm -hmm. again, when you think of new age spirituality, it's about saying you own it. Mm -hmm. What is it for you? What your practices look like? That's okay. It's all valid. You do not need a guidebook or a preacher telling you how to get in touch with God. 
you are God. We're Mm -hmm. all a piece of God. The way I look at new age spirituality is around shifting the power of God back to yourself Mm. and figuring out what that looks like. That's not to say Mm. that you can't be somebody who goes to a church, but you need to understand that that's one piece of a larger puzzle. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And that totally resonates with me when I go through those moments of anxiety or fear from it's like, dude, you got it. It's inside you. Everything you need is already literally everywhere. It's like, it hits you so hard. Cause it's like, man, we are always called the child of God. Like, what does that really mean? That means we, his blood is inside of us. Right. So, and then there's nothing that you can do to ever disappoint God. You're, mm-hmm. This is what you're here for, to make mistakes and to grow from those mistakes, mm-hmm. period. That's all it is. I think people have to keep in mind with organized religion, if you really want to be a student of it, then you need to go back and look and see all the ways that it has been used to justify mm-hmm. really, really awful things and know that that still happens. I don't want to sound like I'm judging because I think people have to do what works for them. I really do. So I think for me, what I like about this whole new age spirituality or whatever you want to call it is that what it should teach you is acceptance of Mm -hmm. others and to say, you know what? I don't understand it, but this is not my business. Yes. And everybody's journals. Exactly. And one thing that I say on my intro, or I think it might be my intro or my outro, is that we're all on a spiritual journey, whether we know it or not. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to let people ride that out and just like mind your business unless they're asking you. Unless they're asking you. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not an evangelist. Like, we're not doing that over here. Yes. Getting closer and closer to that unconditional love is definitely a learning experience. For sure. So what are you doing these days to keep your spirits up, to keep your vibes high? What is like holistic um, things you might be doing on a day to day? Like I try to keep something creative going at all times. And, you know, I think it's important for us to expand our idea of creativity. It doesn't mean you have to paint a mural or anything like that. It really is around creation. So mm-hmm. first things first, I always have my candles lit, like my white candle to invite spirit in to help with everything. Mm -hmm. I speak to my spiritual team every single day. I thank them for the ways that they've shown up in my life, which invites them in to help more. But I always have a red candle lit for stability and just like, that's the root, you know, just like foundational, like no fear, no anxiety. I'm okay. Have that going. I have my orange candle going for creativity I have my yellow candle going for personal power so that I feel confident in the ways that I'm moving. Mm-hmm. I have my green candle always, always for my heart chakra to keep it open. Even when people try to make me go to prison for <laughs> <laughs> being out of pocket, you got I always keep that green one lit. And now I'm trying to keep a blue one, a light blue one for my throat so that I make sure I'm communicating my thoughts properly via the podcast. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, I'm just like, whatever is popping into my mind, I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm reading a book in Spanish by an Afro-Latina. And I'm like, you know, let's read the book today or let's study some Korean today. And I'm also working on a new journal. So a new six month spiritual growth journal to help people as they go along. So for me, it's really about acknowledging the things that rise up in me that seem interesting and just giving my space to do it. That keeps me balanced Okay. because, you know, like 
being in a relationship and having children around and things like that, you can easily not do the things for yourself that are important for your soul. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to really build that into my life before, you know, I have children of my own. Then that starts to get really muddled and hard. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm doing. And I try to create content for the podcast or think of things that, oh, well, you know, would somebody find this interesting in the early stages or whatever stage of their journey? So that, you know, just like, again, creation, creating the environment of like learning and growth all around me. That's what I do. I love that. I mean, I'm learning and learning more and more about creativity and its importance in how we manifest our lives or how this life was manifested, period. It's through this creativity. Right. Um, And I have this quote, I haven't put it up yet, but creativity is the blossoming of life. Life as if life, as if dances through waves of creativity, it's the dance of life. It's the laughter of life. It's the music of life. And that's by Mm -hmm. Maharishi. I love that. And that's so true. (laughs) Because like, I think what's important is like, when you have these, urgings. And, you know, I talk about this on the podcast a lot too, is that when you have this passion inside of you or these things inside of you that are like begging for you to acknowledge them, and that could be learning something that could be creating and bringing something to light. Mm -hmm. Um, When you ignore it, you are ignoring that piece that of God inside of you that's trying to get out because there's somebody out there who's waiting on you, who needs what you've got, but they don't even know they need it. And you're sitting on it. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's how I think about it. So I'm like, you know, yeah, I'm afraid to do it. But if I don't do it, what if nobody does, as Jessica Jade so profoundly said in her episode? But even worse, what if somebody does do it? (laughs) You know, right. And you're like, man, I mean, exactly. When she said that, I was like, girl, you out here preaching. So (laughs) I will be using it and quoting her going forward. Yes. So, okay. As we move into the new year, I did listen to your last podcast. Are you going to be participating in my do these 21 day challenge? I am I already signed up. I sure did. Okay. All right. I'm going to hop on. You know, I got on. some things I'm trying to manifest in 2021. Yes. So. Yes. That's one. And I'm glad I have you as a resource again, because there's just so much stuff out there. And I'm like, I had gotten emails about this challenge and I thought it was spam at first. I was like, where did this come from? Why am I getting it? ignored it and then when I listened to your podcast I was like all right I get it now all right we're gonna we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna try this okay because it's always good to like you know we're naturally we have the power to manifest you don't need Mm -hmm. step by step look everything around you you've created it was a thought it now exists right Mm -hmm. but it's always good to like up that toolkit like learn some new ways to do things because you may find that some things resonate with you and I particularly really like Mike Dooley I I saw him in person Mm -hmm. and I was just like oh he's so awesome so yeah I'm definitely signed up for that and it was super cheap so I was like why not (laughs) and that's exciting yeah and I love I love the structure of the resources so that's awesome so as a small business owner what's one important thing that you think you've learned so far consistency. Because mm-hmm. again, like I said, my mind, like I'm really into the podcast one month and the next month, I'm like, why did I do this? I don't, <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. That. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So it's just, you know, really deciding that, that there's at least one person out there that is interested in my content and is relying on me to help them. That pushes me forward. So I would say you have to 
really find your why and believe in it in order to keep moving forward. Because, you know, this is not a venture that is making me money. You know, I'm doing this out of passion. Uh-huh. I mean, I'll put a caveat yet because I do think, yeah, because it will, you know, but, but that's the thing. Like everything can't be about the money. Yeah. You know, yeah. like there are things that when we leave this earth, most of the things you cannot take with you, but the one thing you can is your spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. That is the wealth that you're building to take with your, your soul takes that and takes mm-hmm. it to the other side, takes it to your next lives is very important. So I'm like, you know, I do believe that this is what I'm supposed to be doing and that this is like my inheritance to the people that I, I know and don't know. And that, you know, like, cause your voice and these, these things last. So if you find your why and you really believe in it, I think that that's like invaluable like beyond like, oh, go get the LLC and, uh-huh. you know, do uh-huh. the marketing class, I think yeah. is you really have to believe in what it is that you're doing. Absolutely. So did you have a moment when you realized you were walking in your purpose? Was it a particular? I think uh, when I got the idea, I was like, this is it. Okay. So when this you is the purpose idea. because it's directly tied. Like I know that when I had that call with Suzanne, I would have loved to have found my podcast. Mm. I would have loved to have found my website because then I could have said, okay, you know, this, this not, doesn't give you all the answers. Like, I don't have all the answers. I'm not like a guru or anything like that. I'm just like, you know what? These things have helped me. They can probably help some other people. Mm-hmm. So it just helps you to get started. And then once you take the first step, the path will be revealed and books will fall off the shelves and they'll be related to you not my stuff, but I'm just putting like, Hey, this is me. <laughs> Maybe mm-hmm. it helps. But yeah, I, th- I feel like that's my purpose is to help demystify some of this stuff and say like, you can walk this path. You can believe in God. You can believe in Jesus. You can believe in Buddha. You can believe in any and all things that you want. You can still go to heaven. I don't believe in hell. And that allow yourself to take some of the fear out of God and out of connection with the other side, remove fear of death. Mm-hmm. Like these are the powerful things that come from this type of spirituality. It's like, it is a wealth that you cannot put a dollar amount on, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Has your vision and mission evolved since you started the business? If so, in what way? Well, when I started, I was very focused on women of color, people of color, women of color. And to actually, when I decided to start a podcast, I did Side Hustle Pro, the person that, um, Nikayla Matthews Okome, I think is how you say her last name. She uh-huh. has a course around starting a podcast. Okay. Um, and Side Hustle Pro was a podcast that I listened to when I first started thinking about doing a podcast. And she's just like a really great resource. She's one of those people that's like, you're like, you're just giving this stuff away. <laughs> um, but she has a course that, you know, you can do, you obviously you pay for it, but it's, it's really good. Probably not anything too dissimilar from the course that you took, mm-hmm. but she was like, you need to get very specific in your market. And I was like, you know what? I'm not doing women of color because this is for black people. It's for black women. Mm -hmm. period. And not to say that it is not universal. These concepts, everything is all universal. But the reason that I'm focusing on Black women is because most Black women on earth come from a very specific, strict religious environment. Mm, And in my opinion, they're the ones who need the support 
when they are doing this alone and closeted. I mean, I'm still closeted in a lot of ways. I don't think mm-hmm. a lot of my family don't have any idea. I mean, I, yeah. we had a, a virtual family reunion and like one of my cousins was like, Margaret, tell us about your podcast. And I'm like, screw what? Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I guess I kind of got outed, but like, it's just not pleasant to have these conversations with your, you know, grandfather or your father who yeah. is a deacon at the church and now <laughs> thinks that you worship the devil. It's just not pleasant. Mm-hmm. So like you need somewhere to go. Yes. I was like, you know what? I'm going to drop this whole women of color thing and focus on black women around the world. And I acknowledge that the reason that I started with women of color is because it's a more inclusive group. But I think it's important to recognize that just because I say black women doesn't mean that these concepts aren't universal. I had somebody when I first started in my inbox, like, I really love your podcast. I love how you talk through things and explain things. However, I think that the fact that you started off with saying that this is only for black women, it really put me off. I don't think you should say that, you know, you should really open it up for all people, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And I responded to her like, you know, unfortunately, I pay for this podcast and the website. So this will continue to be for Black women of the diaspora. And I appreciate the fact that you've listened. And as you mentioned, all of these concepts are universal. So you can gain from this. However, as I said in the intro, this is for Black women of the diaspora. Mm -hmm. And unless you put some money down on this, (laughs) have a great day. Like, no, you have to like, and I knew that I would experience that at least once. I knew yeah. that yeah. because for whatever reason, people see that a space is built for a certain group and immediately feel excluded. And it's like, listen, and I told her there are multiple, multiple resources out there that are primarily white women, period. So if that makes you feel more comfortable, please go use them. They're awesome. I use them, mm-hmm. but there needs to be a space for black women who are really seeking, but have nowhere to turn. So my perspective and my issues, like the things that I talk through and the way I try to demystify is focused on my own experience. And I'm black, (laughs) which is very different from everybody else. Exactly. You know, like I did a black lives matter edition because again, to be spiritual and to be a black woman is an act of resistance because we are being stomped down every single day. Mm -hmm. So you have to figure out how to love people while you're also being told that you're nothing. Mm, Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yes, (laughs) that's why I can't do it with the white women. Because if you go to their pages, like, you know, black man just got killed in the street yesterday and you out here posting flowers talking about, we are one and love one another. No, that is not realistic right now for me. Help me get there. How do I get there? Mm-hmm. nobody's talking about that. They're just like, oh, we are one, which we are. We are all one consciousness. We are one. But I don't know how to get there when I'm angry about what's happening to my people yeah. in the street, right? Yeah. So that's the point is like, there needs to be a space where we deal with like all of the 15 elephants in the room, but figure out how to still be like on this path for spiritual growth. So that's how it has changed. It has evolved from being something that was super all-inclusive to like, you know what, let me focus on these women. Mm-hmm. And the who, fact that you've- Yeah, you know, who need this stood firm, Yeah, and you've stood firm in your why. You know, even though it, it might've evolved, you've stood firm in that and is what is um, 
going to continue to help you walk in your purpose. And I love that. So what advice would you give to your younger self? Oh man, that poor person. (laughs) That's a hard question because I feel like before I had this awakening, like my life was wasted in a lot of ways. I didn't understand who I was, how powerful I was. That's okay to be happy. It's okay to be fully excited about things. I didn't trust people. Not to say that I like am, you know, totally trusting now. It's just a different approach, you know? It's just totally, it's like the way I describe it is like looking through sunglasses that are really dirty Mm -hmm. for the first 30 years of my life. And then somebody offering me some sunglass cleaner and then putting them bad boys on. And you're like, holy crap, (laughs) this is amazing. So for my younger self, I would say, hey, you know, you have to experience life this way to get to the growth that you came here for. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. Because I think before that, I was really, you know, just really hard on myself. Like, you should be nicer. You should be this. You should be that. You Mm -hmm. should be better. Mm. Like this, I think as women, we all fight for worthiness. Every day, every day is my fight. That worthiness fight. Every day, right? And myself every day. (laughs) But like, imagine the fight when you don't even know that you're fighting it. Yes. You don't even, I don't, we didn't even know the term worthiness. That that ability (laughs) to catch and correct and realize that, okay, I see what I'm doing to myself. Let me stop it right now. Yeah. You don't even know that you're doing it. You don't even know that you're like walking through life. Mm -hmm. Arm, fully armored mm-hmm. for no reason. Basically, that's what I would say. I didn't want to be mm-hmm. vulnerable. I didn't want people to get too close. And that, you know, you have to work to peel all that armor off and it's hard. Yeah, it so is. So I'm still working on that too. <laughs> but I would just, the advice I would give is like, you're doing great. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Got it. And uh, one of my last questions is, uh, what do you want your legacy to be? Ooh, Mary is out here trying to get into it. <laughs> I just want to help people. Mm. That's it. Like if there's one person who says, oh my gosh, that podcast has helped me. I'm a totally different person now. And not like better or, you know, like I'm trying to make people better, but that this has helped alleviate anxiety and fear. I just feel, I can see so many possibilities. So just like a possibility maker, an eye opener. If I can do that for one person, then I'm okay with that. Well, shoot, you got it. I'm not, I'm at least that one person. I know you got many more, but I am definitely that one person. Um, we are here now talking on a podcast that I'm sure I probably wouldn't have gotten as far with if I hadn't used a lot of your resources. So well, I appreciate that. And that's for me, that's enough. Like, that's why I'm like, okay, let's just make this journal. If one person buys it, okay. Absolutely. It is what it is. <laughs> and I mean, even though you hadn't come up with a new one for this year, I'm still using my journal. I don't hell with the, the month or the date, the actual year on it. I'm still using like the sections of, I can't even think of it. Like manifestation and manifestation of the journaling, the daily journaling and the gratitude section. Like, oh, okay, good. Every day. So. so just as a sneak peek, <laughs> I do plan to do, make it a little smaller in terms of like, focus yourself on six months. Yeah. And take all of the dates out so that you can start at whatever month you get it. Mm-hmm. But then also for people who don't want to necessarily get a whole journal, break up different journals. So have a gratitude journal that you can buy, a manifestation journal, mm-hmm. and then like the big body one. Yes. That's the plan. So if 
listeners, if by the time this comes out, it doesn't exist, just bear with me because, you know, I'm probably somewhere learning Korean or like <laughs> painting a picture or doing something random. Just get, bear with me. Oh, cool. So that, that answered my next question, which was, was there anything new and exciting that you wanted us to know about? So we can expect a journal and I'm excited about that. And I know you're going to have some amazing guests. Um, yes. New Year that I'm so excited about. I would say there's a one guest that I want to highlight is Roberta Grimes. She is an afterlife researcher. Mm -hmm. And we have a really great conversation around religion and the ways that it has led us astray and the way that it has made us think about Jesus. And I'm excited for that because I personally am really excited to work on building a new relationship with Jesus, with, with hmm. this information and mm-hmm. really trying to understand why he came and what was his true message to us. It was not to save us because of our sins. It was none of that. It mm-hmm. was for us to know that we're, we are loved. We are enough. And, you know, just come out, come down here, get your spiritual growth and go home. Yes. So, but yeah, so I'm excited to edit that episode, but also to put it out. And I hope that I think you'll like it. (laughs) So that's, you're my one person. I think you'll like it. (laughs) I know I will. Awesome. So how can everyone reach you? So you can reach me at, um, I do still have the website. So the vibrise.com. I do update it with, if I have, you know, particularly interesting content from a podcast, I'll put that there. But also there are a lot of resources there from just when I first started the website and was really trying to upload a lot of really good things. You can also find my podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. It's called The Vibrise. So I hope that you listen there and also on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Vibrise. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, this is awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. I am excited to listen to your podcast and to be a part of your Ideas community. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I'm beyond grateful for the opportunity to share these inspirational stories with you. If you are enjoying the podcast, please support, like, subscribe, and leave a review. Let me know your thoughts. Also share it with anyone you think could use a dose of inspiration. Last but not least, please follow me on social media. You can find me at high on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Stay high, stay creative, people. Prisoner Project is a nonprofit coalition of cannabis industry leaders, executives, and artists dedicated to bringing restorative justice to the cannabis industry. We here at Hideas wholeheartedly support their values and believe that anyone profiting from the legal cannabis industry has a moral imperative to work towards restorative justice. No one, I repeat, no one should be in jail suffering from the war on drugs which disproportionately impacts communities of color. Want to get involved? Here are some ways. Follow them on social media, subscribe to their newsletter, volunteer, donate, or join the letter writing program. Please find links to their page in the show notes.